Sports Minutes with Elia Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Raushan. Today's topic is a good one. Um, it's a, a very inspiring one as well. And it's all about mind over matter. It certainly is. And just as well, it's a Friday, right? So a bit of a feel-good Friday story. And I love it when we uncover stories of the power of the mind and humanity like this. Yeah. Um, you would think that our problems are big. I mean, everyone thinks that. Your, your problems are the biggest problems in the world. But the truth is there are people out there who have to dig even deeper to overcome personal challenges and problems. Some problems in life are of your own doing. Some are just cards you're dealt with. And the person we have on the line was dealt a very difficult card, but she came out stronger for it. And I'm incredibly excited to introduce Santi Katun on the call. She's a cancer survivor who recently completed not one, but two marathons. Santi, how are you doing? Hi, uh, I'm very well, thank you. And I would like to thank the both of you for this opportunity to share a glimpse of my journey in the hope that I can encourage someone. Mm. And it is an incredible journey, you know, to overcome cancer already is a marathon. And then you decided to take on two marathons. I'd, I'd like to, to ask first your mindset when you were battling cancer. How did you tell yourself, hey, I will beat this? Well, it's never easy grappling with the devastating diagnosis of an advanced stage cancer. Though I was very calm when news was broke, but uh, my immediate thought was for my three children whom I love dearly. I wanted to see them get married, uh, take good care of my daughter during her pregnancy and confinement. And she's in confinement right now with a beautiful pair of twins. And of course, I would want to see my grandchildren grow up well. So for this reason, I needed to be well and strong. And I told myself that I cannot be a burden to my children. Mm. Santi, that's already setting the scene to be a very inspiring story. But I'd like to go <laughs> into that diagnosis. How right. did chemotherapy almost affect your daily life? Before we even talk about your decision to take part in marathons, how did that really change your reality? Um, okay, so it's never easy um, going through this whole process, I know, this whole journey. The after effects of the first cycle suddenly hit me like a truck. Uh, it was bad. I had to be admitted to hospital. But subsequent uh, chemos, I was better prepped. So I went back to my daily routine of going back to office like 10 to 6, meeting up with my clients and friends. And of course, my uh, weekly indulgence of playing mahjong for like 10 straight hours. Mm. Uh, then my very good friend, of course, took great care of me by feeding me well and ensuring I was comfortable. But uh, midway through this chemotherapy, I actually suffered severe neuropathy and my oncologist had to stop the last two cycles. So all my fingers and feet, they were numb and weak. I had problems with uh, dexterity. I couldn't button my clothes. I lost grip on objects and I had great difficulty even writing. Mm. My my feet had a no grip on slippers or sandals, and Oof. that greatly yeah, affected my gait. So those were pretty challenging. Mm. But however, I, uh, I'm really grateful that, uh, that all this didn't deter me from living a normal life. I still enjoyed cooking a good meal for my children. Well, of course, albeit with some limitations. And the only telltale sign that I was unwell was my baldness. Mm. Otherwise, I was sprightly and gregarious and uh, really full of energy. Mm. Cynthia, I, I'm, oh, I can only imagine. Actually, no, I, I, I wouldn't say I can only imagine because... <laughs> 
Uh, my younger brother went through that as well. He was uh, oh. 23, 24 at that time. You're 66 now. Yeah. At any point, and, and this is a bit of a touchy question, I do apologize. You know, when you look at yourself, hey, I'm, I'm in my 60s, this might be harder. Did your age ever deter you or, or did, was it like a, a big brick wall in front of you that you had to conquer that as well? Um, actually, no. I suppose like being younger, it would have been uh, more challenging to overcome. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually very comfortable in my skin when I had to go through baldness mm. and actually opted for a bilateral mastectomy. One side was prophylactic. So I just went with it and I didn't bother to consider reconstruction. So I'm very comfortable, uh, you know, being in my own skin. Wow. So I think um, age perhaps being in the 60s play a part it's like I don't care who's looking at me <laughs> as long as I'm well and I can accept you know what I was going through what my body is going through I'm fine that's beautiful that's really inspiring Santi we've been talking about the possibility of overcoming breaking points let's talk about turning points when then did you decide I'm going to lace up my shoes and take to running okay the pivotal point was actually my youngest baby, Brian, getting married in October 21. So I, I wanted to look my best because chemotherapy actually made me put on a lot of weight mm. due, due to the steroids um, I was given. And also I was eating very well, contrary to what many uh, actually were going through that they couldn't eat. Uh, but I was, go I was eating very well and I love my food. And uh, besides, you know, the words exercise and diet didn't exist in my vocab. They still don't. Mm -hmm. So that actually encouraged me to um, lose weight. <laughs> For my son's wedding, I was very goal-oriented at that time. It helps, though, to have these sort of goals because, I mean, it, it, yeah, some would say it's vanity, but hey, it's your son's wedding. You want to look your best and you deserve right. to look your best, right? Yeah, definitely. And using that as motivation, you work towards the Singapore Cancer Society Walkathon, which was your first uh, Professional competition, I, I'm not sure how to call it, but your first breakthrough almost. <laughs> how did that go? Yeah, it's really a breakthrough. Um, it wasn't a competition per se, uh, but because for the life of me, I never thought of participating in a walkathon, much right. less a run, because I previously really couldn't walk beyond like 30 steps. And since I'm a beneficiary of a Singapore Cancer Society, SES, who really is instrumental in getting me up on my feet, I thought I just needed to give back to society and mm. to the donors who have uh, contributed significantly to worthy causes. So I signed up for the September Race Against Cancer. And to my amazement, I actually jogged a great distance of that five clicks. So mm. then only after the September um, walkathon or run, I signed up for the Great Eastern Run, run mm, okay. which just happened like last weekend, mm. and because I was confident I could do it. Uh, Santi, I have to ask at this point, you said you use your younger son Brian's wedding as motivation. <laughs> you got two other beautiful <laughs> kids. When you tell yeah. them, okay, mommy's completed one run, mommy's going to embark on another, what's their reaction like? Oh, they were so happy for me. They were so proud of me. In fact, the first run against the race against cancer, they wanted to go and surprise me with banners and wow. all. But, yeah. <laughs> but I finished so early. You know, they expected mm. me to like walk for two hours at least. But I did it under one hour. I think I think I walked like forty five. I jogged like forty five minutes. So it was too early for them to rah rah to come and rah rah me. I, I, because it's record time. Well done, uh, Santi. Um. 
Um, would you consider this uh, like rehab? Because you mentioned earlier on mobility issues and whatnot. Would you consider this a form of rehab? It is. It is. Actually, yeah. Sorry. Tell us about the importance of because I see the rehab in in two fronts. Tell us the importance, and and I guess you are speaking to uh, right now other people who are going through something similar. The importance of rehab, both physically uh, and emotionally, especially where your family is concerned. Tell us the importance of that. Um, okay, first I just want to mention something about uh, Cancer Society SES. I was referred there uh, mid twenty nineteen for rehab and also for treatment for neuropathy. Because with the chemotherapy, one of the side effects is uh, neuropathy. Mm. So, uh, But I also recently suffered from radicular palsy. Mm. And so uh, I'm experiencing severe numbness and tingling and okay. every second of my life, and that's really crippling. Mm. But the clinicians at SES, they are really amazing. And they were so determined to get me well. So they put me on various rehab programs for strengthening and mm. various forms of uh, treatments because mm. they have they really have cutting edge devices for that, and um, that has helped me to regain my dexterity significantly, except for the legs now, the numbness and the tingling, which they are uh, about to treat. Okay. Okay. And mentally, Santi, how what did this do for your confidence? Because I take your point. You come across as a very bright person who tries to look at the positives, but surely your confidence, your self-esteem would have taken a hit when you had to go through all that. So to then complete the marathon must have been a big boost. Um, Definitely. I was overjoyed because it really was an accomplishment I never imagined I could achieve. So I was overcome with also, overcome with gratitude, seeing this multitude of participants contributing to such praiseworthy cause. told myself that I have to give back to society Mm. in whatever small way I could. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's amazing. Santi, two down. What's else, what else is in the pipeline? What other runs, walkathons are you targeting now? Um, I don't know what is. Well, I know that there's this HSBC run uh, coming up soon. Uh, I think towards the end of the year. But I think that is a pretty major one and I don't intend to sign up for it. Okay. But I'm looking forward to next year's calendar and uh, whatever SES is involved in, I would definitely participate. I would love it. I'd I, I love to hear this and, and I hope we get to speak to you again uh, when you complete another one. Just a final question, uh, Zanthi. What, what would you say, um, the, the typical question would be, what would you say to people going through cancer right now? I want to change it. What would you say to anyone involved in a support system to someone that's going through cancer? Okay, having faith in God is vital. And uh, being sanguine and maintaining a positive and cheerful disposition is really fundamental to healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, merry heart it does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone. So it's truly mind over matter. And I feel that uh, everybody knows that no one needs to actually face cancer or any challenges alone. So let others reach out to you if you haven't already done so. Because there are many support groups out there who uh, are ever ready to lend a hand or a listening ear. And there is really life after cancer. So my advice to whoever that is battling cancer or the cancer survivors, live life to the fullest and really be grateful for every day. So get out of your uncomfortable zone um, and start taking small steps like I did and run. You will one day. Wow. Shanti, you talked about listening ears. Elliot and I have been thoroughly inspired by listening to your tale and I'm sure our listeners have been as well. We've been speaking to Santi Katun, a cancer survivor who's changing the narrative in terms of the fight against cancer. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. 
bless everyone. Thank you. Sports minutes on Money FM eighty nine point three.